0: Jay Binkley joins the show now. Sorry to set you up with that, but uh, you, Binkley, don't have to take me to bed tonight. You can keep me forever without that. How are you on this snowy evening,
1: my friend? How are we doing tonight? How are you and James?
0: Uh, we're good. He, uh, I think, goes by. Uh, I think he goes by JT. Uh, but uh, you know, either way,
1: he's never told me that. He's always gone by
0: James. No, this is JT Noah tonight, baby. James isn't here. Oh, tonight. is JT Noah tonight? Yeah, JT. You,
1: I cannot go believe ahead, I ahead. cannot believe Bink. We've worked together almost a whole week kidding, and a half, Dad. and man, I'm you kidding, can't even brother. figure out my name. That hurts. I'm kidding, JT. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Relax.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Binkley, uh, you a big, you a big snow guy. You like this kind of weather?
1: You know what I do? I like the kind that sticks, though. Yeah, this is just more of a. I mean, I guess it's not a nuisance. It's you know, around the holidays have been nice, you know. Hey, if you don't like to drive in the snow get a little snow. Yeah. It'll fall outside these huge flakes, I mean big flakes, but it doesn't stick. It kinda sucks.
0: I kinda have a theory that when it snows, I uh, I do radio shows like when Mahomes plays in the snow in the in the in the football stadiums.
1: Oh, I've done a bunch of those. Big man. snow I've show guy. A, I've done a bunch of snow shows. I mean, we're talking like it was bad after work trying to get home whatever it means it's, it's remember been, uh, uh, remember when the they best. played
0: uh denver when he said he was a snow game guy and it was you and i up here for that game and yeah. uh you couldn't even see outside cuz it was just potato flakes yeah yeah see this yeah, is we'll get this is where i'm in a, in a i'm in a pickle here because i don't know if it's uh if it's a red wine night tonight for me or if it's a six pack of tall boys
1: well, you know, I know I think, where you I go, lean. I go next Saturday, next Friday night's uh, beer. Yeah, dude. It's center block. Yeah. So, yeah. That's next week.
0: That's right. Um, speaking of beer, uh, Sunday, I assume you will have quite a few uh, when that uh, Buffalo game and uh, Miami game is in the second half. Because I know you have to do the post game show that'll start probably when that game is getting underway. But by halftime, you might be on your way home. That. That game is so puzzling to me because of everything that is involved from the tectonic shift of the AFC that could happen, the fact you have a team that could be a two-seed or out of the playoffs. And then you look at Miami, who I haven't done the research and I probably should have tonight, but I feel like they've led that division since week four or week five, and they have a chance at losing that division the final week of the season against Buffalo.
1: It's crazy. I mean, it's been a tale of uh, two teams in you know, with all the injuries they've had, too, with Bradley Chubb, that makes a difference with, with you know, Tyreek Hill. I don't think it's exactly been 100% since he hurt his ankle a few weeks ago. And, of course, you know, Jalen Waddell actually missing some time. I, it's just been a team that's been all up and down. Um, I think it's a team that uh, believes in itself a little too much. I think they've believed in their press clippings a lot like they did last year and really felt that they, they had arrived, and they were willing to tell you about it as well. So mm-hmm. then you have Buffalo, that's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the biggest Dr. And Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team in the NFL.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think maybe there's, a, and I get it, football's a long season, but do you think maybe Miami uh, kind of burned out of all their fuel too early and didn't try to, you know, maybe keep things in-house or know what they had on the field that was, you know, maybe not needed to be, and they kind of showed all their cards early and then kind of got a little too hot and heavy in the ego, and now they're they're beat up, banged up, waddle, you know, obviously hurt. You said Bradley Chubb. You look at Tyreek Hill who's in a boot. Um Miami, I think when we talk about that's the team that you hope is coming to Arrowhead in two weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean you, you can hope for that. I mean I, I still think they can be a formidable team. Obviously, the game in Germany probably does not go the Chiefs' way. If you know, if it was, uh, if it was, um, it wouldn't have gone the Chiefs' way if it happened to be um, without that Tyreek Hill fumble. You know what I mean? So that was one of those things that. You know, it did happen, obviously, but uh, they're still a scary team offensively. I think that the two and his accuracy, I think they can cause problem when they're healthy. With Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell out there, though, I have a ton of confidence in the Chiefs. Number two uh, secondary, number two ranked secondary is absolutely huge. So, you know, their strength is, you know, throwing the football down the field. But man, those Chiefs corners just shut that Miami team down at the beginning of the year. So I feel kind of good about it, to be honest with you.
0: Speaking of feeling kind of good, after you watch that game against Cincinnati, I know you and I haven't really talked about uh, that game much. Uh, obviously, it's almost been a week since that game, but that's the blueprint, right? That's that's what makes this team go is simplicity, lean on Isaiah Pacheco, open up Rasheed Rice, kind of sprinkle in a little bit more depth for him on his routes, and then that opens up 87 and gives, 80, and gives 15 the confidence and the know-it-all of what he needs to do for this offense to keep rolling to uh, what is the playoffs where he is the most experienced quarterback in the league outside of Joe Flacco?
1: I think at some point you just do what works. You have to look, and it's not about. Like you said, it's not about the 40-point games, and you know you look at what you have. And right now, what you have is in lead defense. It's number two in total defense in the NFL, number two in scoring defense in the NFL, number two in sacks in the NFL, and that's what you lean on. You lean on what you're best at. And right now, this team is best at playing defense. It's turning the ball around, handing the ball off, not like they did against the Raiders, because against the Raiders, uh, they were out physical the whole game and they couldn't run the ball. It was up to Patrick Mahomes basically to be the running game. It was non existent. You know, Pacheco was around three yards of carry, maybe less, and he was 7.2 this past week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you run the ball. You know, they did the Cincinnati what they should. Cincinnati was one of the weakest run defenses in the NFL, 28th in the league. They've only struggled this year in yards per carry average against opponents, but they found what they did, and they just stuck with it. The shorter passes, Rasheed Rice leads the NFL in yards after catch. That's exactly what this Chiefs offense needs at this point. They just need to understand what and who their identity is and play off that.
0: Do you think – because it kind of gives me a little bit of a vibe of uh, a couple years ago when they had taken the the two-deep safety route and forced Mahomes to kind of be that, you know, short pass quarterback. And it was kind of – it took a little bit. I think it took like four weeks to kind of really figure it out and trust in what it was. And then after that, it was like – okay, this team's figured it out. They're back to the promised land. And maybe this year is one of those things where like they believed and believed and believed in their team that they could be this sort of offense. And maybe they weren't. So they went to this backup plan and maybe sometimes the backup plan should have been the original plan. And maybe that's where this team is headed into uh, January where it really matters.
1: Yeah, I, I think some of that, I, I think that's a, that's true. Dusty. I think that's really exactly what's happened with this team. And, and it's all about that, you know, finding that identity and what works and, you want to press the gas and you want to do things, but you know in the off season they didn't bring in a bunch of receivers. You know Sky Moore, I know he's hurt right now, but you know he never developed into that guy. Kadarius Tony's been a huge disappointment for this team. I mean you know, they're floating out their number one wide receiver at times, and these guys all let the offense down. I mean they were supposed to be something completely different. Rasheed Rice didn't. He actually, you know, elevated. Uh, he's like, number two in the NFL as far as rookies and catches on the season is concerned. So yeah, guys like that haven't let anybody down, but. uh, I think for the most part, they felt that these receivers and everything would be elevated because of Mahomes, and clearly that wasn't the case.
0: Right. You can only be like, yeah, for sure. And the other thing that I want to get into before we get into another side of what this weekend is uh, into the playoffs is that – Do you think that there is some sort of similarity with this team to where, like, maybe for the first time, and I know you've been preaching this for four or five years, that all Mahomes ever wanted in his life for Christmas was a really, really good defense because he didn't have one in high school, didn't have one in college, hadn't had one in the NFL. Finally, he does have one. And maybe it's okay if he's the guy that's like, you know what? We're not going to win the Super Bowl this year because of me. We're going to win the Super Bowl because I'm going to set our defense up for success. Kind of like you saw TB12 do for all those years where it was, you know, here we are, another year. Brady's got the ball with three minutes left. It's a tie game or they're down by two. And all he needs to do is get to the 40-yard line. Vinatieri kicks field goal and it's over. Mahomes has a great defense. Mahomes has a really good kicker and Mahomes knows how to do this in the playoffs, is that kind of where maybe they just have that, like, sort of realization? Like, hey, everyone compares to the Patriots. Maybe it's not that bad to kind of just take their playbook and do it too.
1: I think so. I think they have to get to that point. I think at this point they realize, hey, Mahomes isn't going to, you know, turn around this offense with these receivers. I mean, they they know what happens. They can see it. They see these guys dropping passes and running, you know, routes right into defenders, and it's a mess on offense, and – to, to be fifth in offense and passing is crazy. For the Kansas City Chiefs, to be fifth in the NFL in passing at this point with no receivers is, I think, going to go down as a pelt on the wall for Patrick Mahomes um, when, when this season is done. But just knowing what they are and knowing that they're not going to elevate those guys and just, and just go with it and, and, and go into the postseason with that confidence to have the MVP, bringing MVP, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, making smart uh, decisions. Andy Reid making smart decisions, and let's face it, this AFC is loaded with teams without consistency. To me, there's the Baltimore Ravens and everybody else. Okay, because Buffalo is everybody else. Miami's everybody else. The Chiefs right now are everybody else. The Colts are everybody else. Texans are everybody else. I mean, all these teams have a chance to get in the postseason. They've got their problems. You know they've had good streaks and bad streaks. Even the NFC, even the 49ers had a three-game stretch where they're losing to an XFL quarterback and PJ Walker and throwing picks, two picks down the stretch, or getting blasted at home by the Ravens. Everybody's got issues, in my opinion, except for one team. That one team is the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Yeah, and they're going to have essentially almost three weeks off because they're not playing this week. They had basically a half off last week, and then they had the first round bye. So we'll call it, it two and a half weeks. Much. Yeah, it could be what do they call that? A uh, rust or rest, whatever the most uh, yeah. efficient one comes out on the other side. Okay, uh, Chiefs Chargers, uh, Easton Stick versus Blaine Gabbert. Uh, we just found out today. No, Rasheed Rice. He's not going to get a thousand yards receiving. They're still kind of flirting with. They're going to get Travis Kelsey the you know the the chance. We'll see. Uh, what they should. what piques your interest the most about Blaine Gabbert versus Easton Stick?
1: Uh, none of a lot, to be honest with you. It is going to be nice. It is going to be nice to see, like, Blaine Gabbert. Like, can you trust him? Like, Can any magic happen? Because, you know, you got to see Chad Henney. Last year they needed mm-hmm. that 98-yard drive against the Jaguars in the playoffs when Mahomes got hurt. Like, they needed that. And Henney goes in there, and he and he facilitates that. He knew the offense. And, again, this is what Henry does. He gets these journeyman quarterbacks that aren't great quarterbacks, but he stretches the imagination's. And he, and he signs him to the Chiefs, and he just wants that one drive. Just give me that one drive. That's what I need from you. I don't need four, five, six games of success. I need that one drive. So I think kind of to find out uh, who and what Blaine Gabbert um, is made of at this point would go huge. But uh, out of all the records, I, I really hope to get Kelsey the 1,000 yards for uh, many reasons.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, I don't know what your schedule is Sunday. I don't know. If, I'm sure you'll be up here when I'm up here doing the show from 9 to noon. But I do, if, if not – I do want to get your opinion on uh, how you feel about this national championship in the college football world.
1: 100%. I can't wait. You're talking about uh, the best passing offense in the nation, going against the uh, number one defense in the the nation, number one total defense, number one points a game defense. So that high-flying offense where I think three receivers will be uh, first and second-round picks for Washington um, against this great Michigan defense. I think we're in for a great game. Do
0: you think Michael Penix will pan out in the pros, or do you think he's one of those guys that are older in college that maybe it's a little skewed?
1: I do. I just think his poise, just kind of you know, how he goes out there, how he runs an offense, how efficient he is, how accurate he is as a quarterback. I mean, he just hitting that 430 yards in a, a national semifinal game. They beat Oregon twice this year. I mean, it just he's been this consistent. I remember going back, and I remember when he was in Indiana you know, watching some games, you know, late night, Indiana's playing, or they're, they play in the middle of the afternoon, you get the second TV on, and you're watching Indiana. Just to see this Michael Penix, because he was exciting to watch his whole college career, and when we went to Washington, it just exploded for him.
0: Uh, Beakley, uh, I know you got the show on uh, Sunday afternoon. What's the uh, what's the beers of choice tonight? You're still drinking the holiday ones, you, uh you, you take it easy tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm still going the holiday ones. I okay. still have a few left, even though I did stop and get some uh, – uh, founder's Porter. Mm. Um, it's a Porter night? And, uh, yeah, it's a it's nice. It, it's a, it's uh, I think they make a really nice Porter beer. But yeah, there's still some of the holiday blends that I haven't uh, uh, quite drank at this point. But I've been uh, filtering some uh, some Founders and my kid. One of my kids for my for Christmas got me some Moose mm, uh, They make it in Missoula, Montana. So yeah, some Brown Ale, some some Moose hmm
0: yeah, me drooling. Pinkley, have a good night. We'll talk to you again next Friday uh, at Cinderblock. You'll be sitting right next to me uh, ripping off some sport takes and watching uh, some guys play a bunch of dice from the radio station, from what I've heard. so
1: Let's do it, my friend. And there's some historic milestones for the Chiefs. It's definitely worth paying attention to. Kelsey sits right behind Jerry Rice. in Postseason touchdowns, receptions and yards, and he's got a chance maybe in this postseason to eclipse two of those. So it's going to be fun, man. Just watching these milestones fall is going to be something to behold, my friend.
0: All right, we have a fun night. Stay safe, and I'll see you on Sunday.
1: All right, brother.